And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the second edition of the Hit Parade Podcast. Uh, alongside Pat Mancuso and Tarmac Tom Hughes, I'm your host today, Joe K. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, that's way too soon. No, nah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> let's just get right into it. Uh, most of the country had to deal with some ice storms and snow, and we were no different here in Buffalo, shocker. But, uh, Tom, you went on a little trip today, and uh, why don't you tell me about your day? <laughs> so, I, I was worried. I went to Chicago. I uh, had a buying trip out there. A lot of great people out there. Um, I'll shout you all out at some point, but... Too many names to list. Chicago. Saw a window. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make it back. I'm not going to have any problems with my flight. Perfect. Got my flight on time. Land in Buffalo on time. We sit there for about 20 minutes, and they say, hey, we're, we're going to be a little bit longer here. We got one plane in front of us for the second plane. And then another half an hour. And then another half an hour. Oh, oh well, we have two planes ahead of us now, and we only have one gate that's working because of ice. <laughs> <laughs> so my hour and a half flight. Turned into a four and a half hour flight oh, uh, boy. because I was sitting there doing nothing. Didn't, they, didn't they claim that they had uh, not enough workers too? Yeah, so it's, they're just coming out with all the all, all the excuses that they have. All of them <laughs> already I, fired up. That's that's everyone's <laughs> excuse now. Oh, oh, you know, we just don't have enough people working these days. Back right. in my day, people used to work for a living. Double shifts. Yeah, nobody free. wants to work anymore, <laughs> but they don't either. So, <laughs> how long were you sitting on the ground in Buffalo? Uh, before we got off the plane, it was a little less than three hours. So and double the flight time. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so and the, and bad. The, so, and then when we finally get to the gate, they go to pull the gate out, and then, like, they open the thing, open the door, and it's like the gate's not there, and it took another, like, 15 minutes to figure out how to get the gate to us. It mm. was it was an all-around nightmare. And they just – the best part is they just kept coming around with beverage service. Like, hey. But not, not your typical <laughs> beverage service that, like, if you were sitting in a plane going absolutely insane, you would probably want some alcohol-type service. Juice, yeah. mixers. <laughs> it was eleven a.m. Yeah, <laughs> what, you really you should, you should be able to offer alcohol to anybody flying at any point in time during the day. It's five o'clock somewhere. They offered him cookies though, right? Yeah, they had so the, that's the, all that they had the little cookie things. And exactly, uh, the airport the airport biscuits, cookies are great. They're yeah, great. Biscuits get are get out of here. Get no, out of here. The airport bit. That's like the best part of flying. That's, is the little biscuits. <laughs> that's not saying I, much about flying. Yeah, flying that, sucks otherwise. You're just no, sitting there bored. Those are terrible. You and I was wrong. at the mode at that point. It was like spite the world. Yeah. So like, would you like some water? No. Would you like a cookie? <laughs> no. Would you like a, a back massage? No. Like it didn't matter what they asked me. I was saying no because I was off this spiteful. Spiteful. They asked you Tom to get off the plane. He's like no. Yeah. <laughs> For your inconvenience, we'll give you two thousand dollars. No, no, yeah. they so would have got me. I would have just been said no. And, oh shoot! <laughs> yeah. uh, crap! Oh, crap! Oh, crap! <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for your, kid, for your kids when they try to ask you for anything. And yeah. spiteful Tom. Hopefully, by the time I get home, I'll be I'll be back to normal. But uh, other than that, Chicago was a, a really good time. Yeah, um, got some deep dish pizza, which I am a big fan of. Okay, it's good for what it is, but it's not like it's the best pizza in the world. I mean, I used to live there, so I can I can say that that's true. It's not the best pizza in the world. No. It's, it's it's good for certain situations, but if you eat more than two pieces, you'll fall asleep. It's almost guaranteed. So when I first went there, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Because it was like the first time. The yes, of course. The and then, and then I didn't go back for like six months. I'm like, oh, I got to get it. And now that I go to Chicago like every other month, it's like, yeah, I want to get it. It's good. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm a homer, and I, I prefer good old Buffalo pizza. Yeah, well, of course. You, also, if you ask for blue cheese in Chicago, they give you Gorgonzola. Oh, what? It, yeah, they Funny. give you Gorgonzola, but I they don't say that. anything. They just give it to you. Like, hey, can I get some blue cheese? Yeah, no problem. They'll, <laughs> then they'll slide it to you, and you'll dip it. You'll be like, 
<laughs> what is this? This is not blue this is cheese. What I want at all. So this side note, Corgonzola. side note, I uh, so I got pizza and I got wings for one of the guys I was seeing, and I sent the receipt to <laughs> to the accounting team and said, "Hey, here's my expenses here, whatever." And they said, sorry, we can't accept this as a receipt because you got ranch with your wings. Oh, <laughs> I, would, I would, too. I would 100% so I'm, that I'm too. reading this That's email fair. like, sorry, we can't accept this. I'm like, what's going on? And, and then I got the punchline because you got ranch. I'm like, well, they weren't for me, but yeah. that, that was a good one. Matt, good job on that one. That boy, Matt. Funny. He's not listening. Stop it. <laughs> but I love that. But so. I, I do prefer Chicago pizza to New York, though. Really? You prefer Chicago pizza? Yeah, I don't like the York. real thin crust. Oh, I'm a thin crust guy. Why is that? I just love the little bit of crunch. It's not like, like I said before, you eat two pieces, you're going to pass out. Like with New York pizza, you eat two pieces, you might want a third. And you're not, you're not ready to pretty much throw up or pass <laughs> out. <laughs> it is a lot. Like the Chicago pizza is just, which I guess, I get it. That's the point. It's like a pizza cake, essentially. It's so just. It's a pie. Fit. It's amazing. It's, yeah, a, it's a legitimate it's pizza a pie. pie. You're right. Yeah. And like I can eat, but I remember even after like probably two or three slices it's just like you know what i'm this might be what full feels like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm most to, of my life i don't usually know what that <laughs> I'm is ready to so. fall asleep forever right did you get lou malnati's or did you get giordano's so we went to giordano's just because it was close to the hotel mm-hmm. uh i do agree that lou malnati's is a little bit better me too i say for anyone who doesn't know who's not from buffalo try them both G- giordano's is the anchor bar of wings oh okay so they are like the place that you're like oh you got to go there that's like the trademark but the people that live in chicago are like no, no, yeah, no. Th- no we, i'll take you to the good place yeah, yeah luminati is the best all right well i think that's about it unless you have some cool other story about your trip to chicago that isn't about food no right, that's pretty much it we're right, sitting on the tarmac for <laughs> yeah, three yeah, hours yeah. <laughs> right so i bought a couple cards that you know yeah just a couple hundred how many cards did you buy anyway if I were to guess, 600, 700? And- 600 cards in 48 hours. Like I said, always buying if you're out there listening. Listen, 48 hours if you include the time on the tarmac. Otherwise, it yeah, was like 26. 26 yeah. Wow, that's impressive. It's <laughs> impressive. That's amazing. Uh, so anyway, this week there was there's not a ton of stuff going on in sports just because, honestly, nobody wants to hear us talk about the NHL, unfortunately, because we could go on for days with that. And it's the NBA, and now it's in that spot where there's no football yet. The draft's coming up, so we're like in that little like weird spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right, but the NBA All Star Game happened this last weekend, and um, well, Patrick, why don't you get me into it? Because you have again a list of notes. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have to come with the notes, or I'll talk incorrect, and I, I know I'll get chewed up by our listeners, our tens and tens of listeners, tens and tens, our tens and tens. I can't tell you say like hundreds of hundreds. That's There's gonna be a big day. <laughs> I'll, I will bring champagne. <laughs> hundred and move champagne. I will hold you to that. <laughs> uh, Team Giannis beat. Team LeBron, 184 to 175. First time LeBron has ever lost as a captain. Um, and what, Tatum scored 55 points, uh, was the MVP, rightfully so. Was just absolutely unconscious from Is any point on the floor. points impressive when your team scores 184? It sh- it's not impressive. And one of the things that I think should be part of the NBA All-Star game is, I mean, defense. I mean, you have all the best of the best players, and you want to see... Like a real pickup game. Like if you went to Rucker Park, I guarantee you it's going to be way better than the NBA All-Star game. And that's what I want while watching is something like a pickup game at Rucker Park where it's just going to be tenacious defense, tenacious offense, guys doing incredible things. But instead it's who can run up and down the floor faster and chuck up the most threes and the most... Yeah, you, unbelievable. You, you say he was unconscious. Values. You know, if you're not getting covered, it's kind of easy to that put up points. That is true. It's just, you know... 
Michael Jordan and that era of basketball is rolling over in their grave oh, watching this All Star right. game. But it's not just the NBA, so we can, you know we can trash the NBA All Star game about how they don't play any defense. But we've seen that pretty much all All Star games right now. Right. That they're pretty much a waste of time. Well, nobody but wants being to get the hurt. Mo- being the least physical out of the major sports, I would want you to like play some defense. Maybe maybe Giannis steps on someone's foot, get you know hurts his ankle. That's and all it comes down to. So it's like, what could we possibly do to make these players want to play harder? Give them more money. Yeah. Make the make the kind of they like how baseball need, these does. guys don't need more money. You're they right. just don't at this point. M- make it how baseball has it, where if you whatever home team advantage. wins, yeah, you get the home advantage for the playoffs. Yeah, but the way they do it with the draft, you can't do it that way. I guess right. you're just gonna have to restructure everything to make it better. Yeah, I would I would love to restructure it. I did like you know a couple years ago when they changed it when they did the race at the end of the game, and I remember that teams playing defense. Uh, this has to be like. Eight years ago, I wish I could remember the exact All Star game, but <laughs> when they changed it and they basically said, "Hey, we're going to play this game," and then all of a sudden we're going to give you the number you get the hit, and I just remember it going back and forth and people playing defense, and it was like, this "I like is, that." That five minutes is what I want to see for because that defense is, just makes it so much better because like, oh, they're actually trying. I mean, I listen to other podcasts all the time, and one my favorite one to listen to is is the Bill Simmons podcast. I still listen to it all the time. And they were talking about the, the All-Star game, and the one thing he said is the way to get the players harder is that they the winning team gets one year off their contract so they could be an undrafted free agency a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Unrestricted, I should have said, not undrafted. So hard. So, like, the, yeah. yeah, guys would go harder than ever. They get <laughs> a free agency a year sooner. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh That'd be the God. best game of all time. People would get stabbed and stuff and throw elbows, and then mm-hmm. they'd have to worry about getting hurt. That'd be crazy. But one thing I do like about the All-Star game is I do like the skills competition for the NBA Dunk contest, three point contest, those are some of my favorite. You know, it's up there with the home run derby for me. That was a dynamite transition, by the way. I loved it. <laughs> uh, yes, the the dunk contest. I mean, it's a little different than it used to be. I remember growing up, like you got the be- the biggest names in dunking going in the game, and people would just go go ham for a while. Then it got a little weird for a little bit, where it wasn't like there, the best. Then there was a year that they didn't have it, and then yeah. Vince Carter was the next year. V- right. Vince Carter saved the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Um, of course he did. By by far my favorite dunk contest. I know if you look up any any list, he's he's pretty much the number one. It's pretty co- number one consensus there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite dunk was 1991. So when you were like six years old, Pat. No, that's when I was. No, six. Yeah. That's I know, I'm trying to make him seem older. Thank I, you. I, I feel no, real. He's youthful. Stop. I feel <laughs> old. Was D Brown. D Brown, D Brown, the pump, the pumps, the pumps. I remember. See, I remember like, a little bit of the pumps. I, I remember that, and uh, that's my like favorite. As a yeah. eight, nine year old kid watching that was incredible yeah. to me. And then I wanted to get pumps, and my parents said no. Yeah, to win them on Family Feud at that point, <laughs> or, or Double Dare. Double, Double Dare. Dare was the best with your huffy bikes. Yep. But <laughs> am I wrong? Mark Summers. Yes, of course. But it's it's crazy now. You you have this guy who. Not well signed to what a ten day contract playing in the dunk contest, and the guy is just really a professional dunker. He so in his in his whole entire career playing basketball, he won a hundred. He earned a hundred six thousand after winning the dunk contest. He won a hundred grand, so he basically doubled his <laughs> entire career, career salary, and, and it just one uh, event. And he obviously the the dunks were great. My favorite part, and I, I think the biggest buzzkill of a dunk contest is when someone tries the same dunk four or five times before they finally get it. Right. And they never every, every one of those first time and just nailed it, which That's was huge. great. Huge. It's That's absolutely huge. Did he sign his contract just to do the dunk contest? I think so. 
Seriously, that's something. I'm pretty sure that or is directly after, but no one's going to sign him just because he can dunk. Well, he he, <laughs> right. he got signed right. to a 10 day contract beforehand yeah. by the Sixers, so yeah, they've they've, they've dealt with some injuries. Up. They made made some moves, so I I think that you know he he was on the team for a reason. I don't think he's playing. But hey, let's let's give him game some now. I did tell a lot of people that if he won the dunk contest, I was never gonna watch another one ever again. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like going against like Jericho Sims. I'll yeah, you know, I'll and definitely watch it next year and everything. But I mean, it, he did really well. I was not expecting any of yeah. that. Um, it was a little Jordan Kilgannon for people who li- uh, watch like dunk dunk league and stuff like that. He's like one of the best dunkers out there. Um, that's the vibe I got, and that's what yeah. he needed to have in order to win that. Who so actually I don't even know this part. Who was in the dunk contest? Uh, Jericho Sims, um, Mac McClung, obviously. Um, ah, I forget the other two, but there were many. Usually there's like six or seven. So usually like the last four. couple of years has been four. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was four, right? Yeah, so. this year there's only um, four. Uh, he beat Trey Murphy the third, right? Uh, yeah, Trey Murphy. He was yep. the guy he beat in the finals. Um, and then there was another one. The point that I'm trying to get here is Patrick it, was, it wasn't Michael Jordan versus yeah, Dominique right. Wilkins. Exactly. It wasn't Clyde Drexler losing like six in a row. Right. Uh, like just <laughs> Hall of Fame players playing back in when this. it mattered, right? Kenyon Martin Kenyon Jr. Martin was the other yes. one. Okay, so and that comes into like the next topic is why don't we get like the big names in the dunk contest anymore? Like, what? Why did they all just say, you know what, this isn't fun? I don't want to do it or whatever it is. Because it's not like people can't dunk; they just choose not to. At do this you point. think it's exposure? Do you think they don't need the exposure anymore? Like back in maybe like the early '80s, maybe or even I don't know, it was even the so, '90s, there wasn't like social ton of social media out there. So maybe they were trying to get their name out there to establish themselves as like the best. And now you just kind of see you're that right. every day. You might, I think part that's part of it. I think part of it is that back when all the bigger names were doing it, it was the NBA was still growing and still growing. And now, I mean, the NBA is huge. It's yeah. around, you know worldwide, all that stuff. So maybe they don't, they just don't need them to do it anymore. I don't think they I, feel like they need to. I think it's about the player's brand. If ah, you, you beat me. If you're LeBron James, <laughs> if you're LeBron James, and you go lose a dunk contest to Mac McClung, yeah, what what are right. you gonna like? So, uh, you, so you so you don't. So you don't exactly. do it. So no. So you don't lose. Yeah. But you could lose. You That's could, but point. like if LeBron jumps from the three from the free throw line, uh, he's three point get, line, he won. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's okay, gonna get yes, a fifty each, each time. I mean, he's gonna make some dunks that are gonna be fifties because everybody loves LeBron, and he goes if he goes above and beyond and goes in dunk contest and does that stuff. I think it's gonna. But I, but if you look at like in game dunker, LeBron isn't a guy to me that has these ridiculous dunks. Like, I, like I think he's a good dunker. He's but, had some, but, but like of course, I, you, you take a guy like. Aaron Gordon, like that guy, you know, he lost two dunk contests. The, big, the biggest robbery uh, ever was Aaron Gordon's dunk contest. But like, <laughs> I don't think LeBron's a better dunker than he is. No, I don't, I don't think he needs be- to be. I don't think he's no. beating him. Like Jordan was like the best dunker. Dominique was the best dunker. Like, those guys were yeah. the best when they did it. Um, so it was the best against the best. Now these guys that are great players aren't necessarily the best dunkers. Fair. What, what's a better name, the Airness or Chocolate Thunder? Um, what are we talking about? Just basketball nicknames? Yeah, basketball nicknames. I think it's actually always chocolate. Thunder. <laughs> it's got to be right. <laughs> That's such be. a great nickname. That's, anytime you add thunder to things, it's <laughs> yeah. much better. Agreed. But uh, Tom, I think you nailed. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Is that I think the reason the same is their brand. Nobody wants to go out there. And a. It also comes back to like why the game they don't play too hard. They don't want to get hurt trying to do some ridiculous dunk, and they don't want to look bad. Like if John Morant goes out there to try and do this dunk that, well, McClung did in one try and he takes him four tries and he looks like ass doing it. I mean, that's going to people are going to be like, "Ah, that was pretty bad, blah blah blah." So, no why even bother taking that chance? There's no point. Speaking of ass, 
Kevin Herter dropped a whole eight points <laughs> yeah, a whole in a three-point contest. <laughs> did you work oh, on your transitions <laughs> on the plate? <laughs> just segue. It's so good. On the tarmac. No, no. Like, how do I segue? No, this isn't like the old days when you had eight points because there was one money ball in each rack. You get the a last whole ball. rack of them. You get a balls. whole rack of them. You get to pick where the rack is. Like, to only get eight points, like, Patrick, could you beat eight points in a three-point contest? Yes, yes, like, absolutely. I play, absolutely. In a, I play in a BS over the hill, never was basketball league, and I think I could score eight points in the three-point contest. I would like to set this up too. How many? So how many shots do you get, and how many is each basket worth? I think you get five per spot. Yep, twenty-five. One, two, yep, three, twenty-five four. shots. Yep. So it used to be you could get thirty points because there it was, was four regular and, and one, one money ball. ball. Now you can get like forty-two or something because there's nine money balls and each rack has four regular balls yep. and one money ball, except for one rack which has all money balls. Yeah. So. So, like, to get eight, you have to hit six out of 25 shots. <laughs> you so, you've got to be. With I mean, balls. that's MVP worthy for Kobe you, Bryant. You have to be high, that's high school. <laughs> those are yeah. high school numbers right there. Just six hit. out of 25, that is such a low amount of shots <laughs> that you need to hit. And I guarantee you that I could not do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, used to, however. I don't know. I don't know. So, you'd be in good company. This is a trivia question for you. Oh wow! Well, here we go. Who are the least? Who who scored the least amount of points in a, in a three point contest? I said Draymond Green. Ooh. He would never be in one. <laughs> okay. Um, this is the, so I'll go. I'll go back. It's the old style. So it's an old player that yeah. had out of thirty points. Oh man! And I'll give you. He had five points. Is he a typical three point shooter? He is a great player. So Larry that Johnson? Is, it's not the, oh, nope. That's weird because that's one I thought of, too. <laughs> Someone that you would think would make threes. Yeah, that's what I would think of. Nick Van Exel. Pages Stoyakovich. Way better. Way better? Be- better than Nick Van Exel. Yep, way wow. better. Shout out to Nick Van Exel, right. by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Lefty, great. <laughs> great shooter, great ball handler. Uh, man, Reggie Miller? No. Way better than Reggie Miller. That is, that's hard. As a shooter way or, or as, as a player? Oh, Steph is the next one, bro. <laughs> Better, better, than Steph a, better than Steph as a player. Is he a point guard? No. He's a Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Wow, really? Michael Jordan had five points when he was in the three-point contest. But then did he also dunk from the free-throw line, so it didn't really matter? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that same night? He was waited from the, the, three, from the dunk <laughs> Well, contest. hold on. The, the real question is, step in. did he bet on himself to lose? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because if that's the case, <laughs> that's, everything makes sense. So it's, uh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, but he Whoa. bet someone he'd only make five, and they're just like, no way. Like, <laughs> no way! Wait, you're no the way. Ernest. You're, you're the best at basketball. Jamichael Lorden oh, uh, makes yeah. a bet for one million dollars. Yeah. it's just like the South Park where everybody bet on Satan, and then Satan lost to Jesus in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> and the one person that bet on Jesus was Satan, well, so he won all the money. <laughs> so you say it's easy, but Michael Jordan got five points. That's impressively <laughs> bad. I, for the record, I didn't say it was easy. I if said I ever I see Michael Jordan in public, I will. Yell, you only got five points in three point contest, <laughs> and then he would <laughs> beat the crap out of you, and I would. I would take it like a gentleman. Yeah, absolutely. Like a gentleman. He actually, they wouldn't even do that. He would just bet you whatever you're worth. So like what, like five cents, forty-seven dollars, forty-seven dollars, and like an older banana. Yeah, yeah. So a Chiquita banana, (laughs) the one from Aldi's. Now you're a dull bro. But uh, (laughs) I'll take it. I love that. Um, so then anyway, like we said, uh, the only other note we really had here was that Tatum scoring doesn't even care. We already talked about that. Not yeah. really. So I think it's time, Patrick, for you to give us a beautiful hit parade ad. All right, folks. All right. <clears throat> we have the 2023 hit parade all shipwreck edition hobby box series one. 
Welcome, coin collectors. Have you ever dreamed of owning a piece of history? Look no further, because the 2023 Hit Parade All Shipwreck Edition Hobby Box Series 1 is here. Each box is packed with excitement and adventure as you explore the depths of the seas to uncover rare and valuable coins salvaged from famous shipwrecks. Every box contains a guaranteed NGC shipwreck coin with the chance to pull one of the rarest and most valuable coins in history, the 1724 Utrecht Gold Ducat Rune Treasure Acrodam Shipwreck Givers Edition GNC Genuine valued at $2,000. But that's not all. What? You could also discover coins from the Spice Island Shipwreck for the Gold Ducat Treasure Acrodam Shipwreck with a total estimated value of over $2,900 per box. And the best part of all, 45 out of 50 boxes will contain Mexico Cazador Genuine Shipwreck Gold, a truly unique and rare find. So don't miss your chance to own a piece of history with the 2023 Hit Parade all Shipwreck Edition, Hobby Box Series 1. Order now and experience the thrill of the hunt for rare and valuable coins. Okay. It annoys me that no matter how big this podcast gets, how many episodes we do, et cetera, et cetera, it's going to get to a point where people are going to come to this to listen, not to our sports takes. Nobody cares about that. They just want to have the Patrick ad read. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Brought I'm... to you by ChatGPT, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I love what I do. Right. Being a, like a shipwreck captain where you're going down and finding gold. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Got to like, be one of the best jobs ever. Like, it's a little dangerous. You know, you don't want to, like, die down there. But, you know. Well, no, you definitely don't want to die down there. Correct, Tom. <laughs> Dynamite take there, bud. <laughs> you, you don't want to die down there, Tom? Be a part right. of the shipwreck? You can so, find Tom's leg. <laughs> shipwreck. So, Tom, you, like we just said, you were in Chicago. You were buying cards and stuff. So now that we have, you know, we're into the second half of the NBA season, you know, with the playoff race and everything, um, what players and teams are you buying and selling? So I think uh, right now the East is very, very weak. So I think. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Herter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> buying a ton of him. <laughs> I, I think you look at the guys that you like in the East that you think can make a run. Um, obviously Giannis and Tatum are, are the big two that already have really good value. Uh, but if you have a guy that you like, maybe on the Knickerbockers, and you think they can make a run, yeah. <laughs> Patrick. Yeah. <clears throat> Me. R.J. Barrett. Jalen Brunson. <laughs> Julius Randle. Um, but in the West, that's that's when it gets real interesting. Um, obviously, Durant and the Suns. Well, the, the West was terrible like two weeks ago. Yeah. Three but, weeks ago, but, they, were, they had nobody. Yeah, and but, now they have so many good players. Durant was down because obviously people didn't know what's going on with Brooklyn, so you can still kind of buy him at a little bit of a discount. Uh, Booker, I think that's a really good buy right now. He's been hurt most of the season. All he has to do is come in and get hot in the playoffs. That's a great buy. Still a Nuggets guy, I think. Jamal Murray, maybe Michael Porter Jr. Maybe that guy will one day figure out. The how to play basketball for more than like seven <laughs> minutes. I'm telling you, this guy can look like Michael Jordan for seven minutes, and then he looks like he's lost for the next fifteen. Yeah, I used to watch him in high school. He was really good. I was like, he's going to be a really good basketball player. And then he went to Missouri. Yeah, and then just sat for a long time. You watch high school basketball? Uh, I like yeah, I like to keep up on who's the up and coming going into college and okay. prospects and stuff like that. Did you say so. collagen? 
No. no. College, <laughs> college and stuff. College and stuff. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question, though. Uh, like a Patrick, Patrick Beverly going to the Lakers, going to a team like the Lakers who could possibly make a run. I mean, when you have LeBron, you could always make a run. Correct. If you were to get his cards, let's say he's one of the players, like the Knicks yeah. you, that you named, and they win the championship, does, he, does that card – gain a lot of value of that or is it kind of just kind of stay in the same so like realm here? doesn't it depend on like how he actually performs like it, if he was somehow finals mvp which obviously wouldn't happen yeah. but if he did it he would obviously skyrocket but go ahead Tom. yeah it obviously helps you're gonna get you know a, a two-week bump for really anybody um uh, on that team that's gonna just long as they're playing long as they're they're active um you're gonna get a two three week bump where everyone's doing that and you're gonna you're gonna get to ride the wave all the way up um, as we get close to the finals and your team's still in it, values continue to rise. Um, obviously, football is a real easy one to see because obviously games are on yes. Sunday. So you can see, hey, people are selling cards on Saturday because they know Sunday if they lose, they're done. Um, it's a little bit different, but definitely the whole time you kind of ride that wave up, you get about two weeks, three weeks, and then people start forgetting about basketball and they're talking about mid, you know, middle of the season baseball or you know how this, this you know how this country is. It's already talking football. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it yeah. never stops talking football, actually. Which is funny, because that was one of the first things I noticed when I was working here at Hit Parade was, um, it obviously wasn't this Super Bowl, but it was the last one where the Bengals made it and they played the Rams. And I remember we bought a bunch of Joe Burrow cards that were sitting around 600 700 bucks, but everybody wanted them, obviously. He was going to the Super Bowl. And those cards that we were getting for like six, seven hundred three weeks prior were sitting at two thousand dollars and they went he went insanely high and all of a sudden you're just it's like almost they're similar cars they just kept rising and like tom said for like two to three weeks they're gonna continue to be that high and then all of a sudden you're gonna see them like start to float Mm -hmm. down back to earth as the off season happens and then once the season kicks up and i mean joe burrow's awesome so obviously it jumped back up again but it's just interesting to see like if your team keeps going and gets to the finals just all the players just kind of like keep shooting up shooting up like like T Higgins is another one that right. did that. Is that like your is that like your uh window of opportunity for those type of cards like a Jalen Brown or like Patrick Beverly or maybe like The a, more eyes on the game the better. So obviously the playoff game more people are watching and they're right. paying attention to other teams etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So right. it, it it's a it's a gamble, you know. It, of course. You, you hate to say it but it's a gamble if you think hey, I have this Devin Booker card and they're going against the Nuggets, and I think the Nuggets are going to knock them out. You know what? I probably should sell that Devin Booker card during that series. If I think they're, they're going to go to the finals, you want to hold on to it. So it's a, it's a funny game. Uh, yeah. I remember this is going back probably four years. Uh, it was day before AFC NFC Championship game. We were in the White Plains show, and there was a dealer. He had one full case of Mahomes, one full case of Brady, one full case of who were the other two quarterbacks that time. Can't think of it, but he had he had a he had a case of all four quarterbacks in the AFC and NFC championship game, mm. and he had a price for Saturday, and he said tomorrow's pricing will all change depending on what happens. Right. So it was like you walked up and you're like, "Hey, I think this is Mahomes' year. I'm going to buy this," or "Hey, I I think this is a bad buy." And literally, you had to decide, "Hey, I'm I'm buying this guy. I'm taking my gamble on this guy because if you're wrong and you buy him the day before they lose." Then now you're you're upside down the card already. Right, I love that. Okay, so we're gonna step away from cards for a second. We're gonna go into a little bit of play a GM mode. Uh, I, I had asked these guys going into the podcast that 
what team would you want to take over to make a contender? Now, it's you could, based off their current players, how much cap room they have, their future picks, et cetera, et cetera. And I took the bottom seven team in the, teams in the standings, which, as of press time, were Houston, San Antonio, Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando, Indiana, and Chicago. And we all kind of picked a team. I think Tom picked the same team as me, so I'll just let you guys talk about it. But, uh, Patrick, I'm going to start with you. What team would you take over? I personally really like my favorite out of those teams is uh, Charlotte. Okay, um, go on. Reason being is LaMelo. I was really high on him uh, when he was getting drafted. I still think he can be has the potential to be incredibly good and kind of drive a team. If you could build a good team around him, I think he could kind of be the catalyst on in the future um, to win a championship or even make a good push, in my opinion. Um, I know Houston's not great. San Antonio's not great. Um, I like Detroit. They have some really good um <clears throat> some really good players but to me out of those uh besides i mean orlando because i don't want to take any steam out of that but like i know that <laughs> yeah like, you're supposed to talk about the one team not all seven sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> i was already sorry to get off track but yeah I, w- I would go i would go to charlotte hornets specific specifically for the mellow ball all right fair enough so i know we have the same team so i'll let you go first here joe with orlando oh no 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 you can take over i'm good like i said orlando magic are my team a lot of it is just based on the players i have now they have Suggs, they have wagner they have paulo and my biggest thing is that they have a bunch of draft picks too they got two first round picks in 2023 and 2025 um they're kind of fun to watch like i don't watch a ton of nba if any listener hasn't been able to tell yet but like they're cool. They got a cool name, which always matters to me. Magic. It's just different. It's not an animal. It's not a wolf of some sort. Uh, they play in Florida, which, I mean, if with no tax and stuff, it's easier if you needed to get Paulo another person, like if they wanted to go and package some of these assets and uh, basically grab another one like to play alongside them because that's what you need in the NBA. Basically, you need three of them, mm-hmm. but you're kind of hoping the other guys pop off too. And I know that Markel Fultz has been playing really well too, so... Everything's kind of like working okay for them. They're not winning a ton of games, but they're like I just think the future's really bright there. And if they hit on a couple of these draft picks, I think in twenty twenty four as well they have like three seconds even. Mm-hmm. So they got like the capital too. They have a pick of top ten. Yeah, and I mean like I said, they have their pick and they have the Bulls pick too this year. But I think it's top four protected for the Bulls. So as long as the Bulls don't win anything in the lottery, they should get two high ranking picks. Or they can trade up and well, I don't know if people are going to let them trade up to one, but you know they could still move up and get even another player. But anyway, Tom. What did you have to say? That so was, you pretty much covered most. I was of say, that was right. Really I good. I, I will say. I will say. Does it pain you that the the guy that's leading the charge for the Magic is a Duke alum? I mean, no, but yes. No, I don't <laughs> care. Like Duke sucks. Everybody knows that. Um, go sucks. North Carolina, but it's one of those things where like. Even if you hate a guy in college, if he goes to a team that you kind of like enjoy, now I'm by no means a Magic fan. I'm not. I don't really have an NBA team. Maybe it's the Magic. Now we'll just make it that. But Joe's Magic. Get a jersey. Fan. All of their Shaquille teams. Shaquille O'Neal jersey. All of the like basically. I always talk to my friend Jay Gelsomino, who used to he would hate Ohio State football, but he's a massive New Orleans Saints fan. And over the years, they drafted a lot of Buckeyes. And he would always say, once they enter enter our halls, all sins are forgiven, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's like the, it's the same kind Respectable. of idea. Respectable. Same kind of idea. Yeah. So obviously the the guys you name, uh, Cole Anthony, um, Bull Bull, looking yes. like like an NBA player. Um, mm-hmm. So it, I think they have a ton of talent, a lot of young good pieces there. Uh, kind of like you said, uh, I will go a little bit off the cuff here, and I will say I do love Detroit because I think Cade Cunningham is legit. It's thinks that he's out the rest of the year, uh, but that guy can flat out play. And you know what? It might not mean any of this because it might just be who wins the lottery. 
because if I'm gonna butcher his name, Wembayama or yeah, yeah. Like yeah, the Wembayama yeah, sounds like yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't a butcher at all. Actually, all right, seven, seven foot four, seven foot four, just grew four more inches too. I think there's actually he was listed at seven two and now he's seven five. Yeah, yeah. I think they're actually saying how that he's actually short. Most people go like an inch higher to yeah. lie about their height. I think they're saying he's shorter. <laughs> it's it's like. Obviously, anybody with that frame, <laughs> those with, giants don't last long. Man. That's the thing that you with that frame and that build, um, you have to worry a little bit about injury concern, and he's missed a lot of time. But the highlights, he might be the most overall talented player uh, in the NBA in five years. You guys are also missing. Uh, well, someone was projected to join the Orlando Magic in two years, being the tenth pick in the draft. I'm not going to listen to projections, but please give me what you have it to was say. Bronny James. Yeah. Bronny James was was oh, I, I projected yesterday to join the Magic, so that would be an incredible fit. I don't know how, how well that would work out for that, but well, you get LeBron then. So do you go or do you have to go to Dad? No, Dad said he'll go wherever his son goes. Yeah, he's the way sure. he's signing contracts. He'll just have it where he can go wherever his son is. I mean, that's the easiest way to make it happen. You get LeBron for what I would assume is his last year. I don't think he's playing. Two, I think he's just going to play one year. No, with one heck up, right? of a team. But would you? Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? That sounds awesome. What, good thing I got on the bandwagon today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Market here, Joe is now a Magic fan. Let's go. Twenty twenty. How much higher does he go if you know you get LeBron though? Like if you if you're a struggling team. Oh. Well, I mean, so I'm saying, if you're if you're a struggling team and you say, "Hey, I know if we get Bronny, LeBron's coming for one year. One, you're automatically going to probably be a playoff team." Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and two, as just fiscally, that you're going to get people in the stands because this is LeBron's last year. Like monetarily, that's a windfall for a franchise that might be struggling to get fans in the arena. So it's it's twofold though, because yeah, that one season's going to be awesome. Like. If you're the worst team in the league and you have the first pick and you take LeBron's kid, you're going to get LeBron. And the thing is, you're also going to get any free agents who want to take a run at a ring to go play with LeBron for a year. So that year is going to be the best year of your life. Mm -hmm. The problem is is that after that one year, I don't think anybody's sticking around. Like, if LeBron retires, I don't think any of those free agents are going to stick around. They're all going to be on, like, one-year contracts. Some of them might retire. They'll be older players, et cetera, et cetera. So if you don't already have the infrastructure, like, in place to handle that, you're kind of just, like... Take, you're taking a run at the NBA Finals. If you don't get it, then it looks even worse. Because yeah. then you're stuck with a player who arguably isn't better than who you could have taken there. Do you think? Do you think he goes down in value because you know you get LeBron? Like, no, why waste that when I can that, just get a third only, round can, pick on him? That can and only help. That can only help. I so, agree. I'm so if, if if you're a team like Detroit, who's won championships recently, it probably isn't as big of a a punch in the arm. Well, I mean, no, 2008. 2008. No, 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 no. It was 2003 or four. But, yeah, it was Compared to the Pacers, who have not, never won a finals. Yeah, you're right. Or the Magic, who have never won a finals. Or like, the Knicks. Or the Knicks. Like, if you're, talking <laughs> about, if you're talking about one of those teams that don't have, like, would you not? Yeah, that's actually the right question. The Knicks. Yeah. You doing it? Oh, LeBron? Yeah. Or Bronny? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, the, you you're the third overall pick. He is ranked the 15th best prospect. Do you pick him third overall? Well, you know what? It depends. Hold on. It the depends. Knicks are probably going to do it that depends. anyway. Yeah, probably. It, but it depends. <laughs> if I'm the GM for the Knicks and Webinyama's up there with Brownie, I'll take Webinyama. Well, that's why I said for, to pick, hope for a future. That's but. why I said pick three because he's long gone. Yeah. <laughs> but true. yeah, I would 100% take it. Plus, I've always wanted LeBron to be a Nick. It never happened, but whatever. 
<laughs> Whatever. Oh my god. You're sad Patrick is the worst. I like I like ad reading Patrick way better. They would they would go up three Patrick, to one. They go up three to one and like lose in seven games oh, to Boston. You, you would just that. you would just see me right in the head of the obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> just like That's this it. man is finally seeing God. <laughs> I love that. So let's uh let's flip to a little bit of NFL talk because that's what everybody's favorite sport is for the most part. Like, come on. Um, so now that we're in the off season, uh, Tom, same same question I gave you for the second half of the NBA. Who are you looking to buy in the off season for the NFL? So I think right now you're always looking quarterbacks. You're always looking at guys that you think are going to either bounce back or have a big year. Um, Josh Allen, not to be a homer, but the, no, Bill, fine. the Bills had a very pedestrian end of the year. Uh, even in their wins, they didn't look good. And now everyone's kind of off that bag- bandwagon. I think he's a good buy. Uh, Russell, Wils- Rus- Russell Wilson. I almost said Russell Westbrook. Ooh, wow. <laughs> almost said Russell Westbrook. Almost, almost didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, probably more than anyone outside of Zach Wilson, destroyed his value this year. Um, now, with, now with Peyton there, you have to worry, you know, think about they're going to have a bounce back. Trey Lance coming back healthy could be a really good pickup. Um, and, and I still believe in Jalen Hurts. I still think his value is too low for the season he had and the team that they have out there. What are those prices at right now? I mean, you say it's pretty good buy, pretty good value. But like, so like Jalen Hurts, you can get autographs of him for a hundred twenty-five dollars. For and, and it's not rookie, but but for a guy that arguably was the MVP of the Super Bowl, if things go one call differently, um, mm-hmm. who is going to get locked in there for a long-term contract. That's stupid low compared to some of these other quarterbacks. Yeah. Compared to compared to Burrow, compared to even Herbert, he's still lower than all those guys. We literally like I just built a product today, and I was looking at the Hertz that are in there or that are in our you know our back our card room that we have here, and we these are cards we all just recently purchased, and you can get a Hertz auto, a really cool card for there's some that are worth like two hundred fifty bucks all the way up to a thousand, mm-hmm. and we have a, just a wide array format, and I don't know if it's because people don't know what to do here. I mean, I think. It's going to start going up just because this dude's going to sign a massive contract, and the Eagles are just all in on it now. They weren't before, but now they're kind of like, all right, we're doing this. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to like go up no matter what. I think this is about maybe the last time you can get a three hundred dollar Hertz for a little bit, especially right. if especially if Philly's uh, awesome uh, again. Yeah, next year. a rookie Hertz for three hundred dollars is, is stupid to me. Um, you look at Burrow, and I know he has the pedigree, but you, you're not coming close to that with a Burrow. Yeah. Um, same thing. You know, Herbert, who has arguably done much less than Jalen Hurts, the guy's never won a playoff game, um, his value is still at or above Jalen Hurts, which is just it's dumb to me. Um, so I, I think he's a really good buy. Shout out to Frank the Tank, by the way, from Barstool opening uh, a hip rate product and getting a Jalen Hurts. Oh, uh, yeah. I picked that card, sir, because he pulled it out of the exclusive we made for Santiago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the one that I hand delivered to them when we went to when I went to Philadelphia with Tyler. <laughs> I picked out. that card and he he drew it. That was awesome. Shout out Frank the Tank. Yeah. Thanks for the big pull, baby. That was really cool. Um, so then that moves on. Now, Tom, I believe you added this part to our little agenda here, where you say that the Chiefs open as what I want to assume is the betting favorite for the Super Bowl next year. That is year. correct. And then that makes the next five the Bills, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Cowboys. Who do you believe the most in, and who do you believe the least in here? So out of those six, um, I'm going to take my hometown bias out of it. I'm going to take – and so I'm not going to say the Bills, even though they're going to be a team of destiny next year. They're going to win it. Okay, cool. But uh, I think the 49ers are really the, the good bet here. That defense is still going to be a really, really good next year. You have to figure – 
no matter who's playing quarterback for him, it's better than no quarterback, which what happened when they lost. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey for a full year, you have a full offseason to, to really take that offense and, and build it around him and Debo. Um, I think the 49ers are, especially out of the NFC, that I think is much weaker than the AFC. That'd be my pick. That's a good pick. Plus, I think, and this is just a personal thing, even though he's won me multiple fantasy championships this year, but Brandon Ayuk is a much better receiver than people give him credit for at this point, and I think they're going to use him more. And like you said, it doesn't matter, but it kind of matters who the quarterback's going to be. I mean, we know who it's not going to be. I'm sure Jimmy G's going to move on at this point. Trey Lance might be not great. I think he's thrown only a few more passes in, in you know his quarterback career than you have. And, uh, and that's for anybody more. Listening. Yeah, it's, it's barely. <laughs> so, like, that still is a question mark, but do you think they attract one of these uh, free agent quarterbacks that everybody keeps talking about, or do you think they're just going to stay out of it completely? Yeah, I don't think you have to. You at least entertain the idea, you know. I mean, so, you have Purdy's not, not even having surgery yet until March. Is he having the surgery officially? I thought they said they he might have not have to. They have to wait because of the swelling. They have to wait because of the swelling. Oh, but they were, it was planned, so he was going to have it, but then the swelling – if if I'm Derek Carr, I sign a one year deal, cheap, go win a Super Bowl, 49ers. go win a Super Bowl there, and then go sign a That's massive a contract move. somewhere. That's not a bad move. I like that move for him too. And and, and I, I part of it is I feel bad for Derek Carr. I think he got the short on the stick uh, with the Raiders. So well, I'd like I'd like to do well. Yeah, but the best part is is that nobody is more favor favorable as like a random guy in the NFL than Derek Carr now. Like everybody sees Derek Carr and nobody's talking smack about him. They're like, all right. This dude gave his all for this franchise, yep. and they're just saying, and now it's like he got kind of screwed over. So everybody's just kind of like, man, I hope that really works out for that guy. He's like kind of has most people rooting for him. Like nobody's saying like F that dude anymore. Right, right. But, no um, one's really rooting for him, but no one wants him to do bad. It's kind of like, eh, you know, I hope the best works out. No, <laughs> I want him to do. I want him to do well. Just to like, I want the Raiders to be four and thirteen again, oh, me too. and just on fire, and Car to go somewhere and make the playoffs. So like, that would just be really cool to me. Just not with the Jets. <sighs> Getting ready for that, pal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Tom picked the Niners. Patrick, out of all of those favorites, who's your who's your? I'd really like to see the Cowboys make it. I feel like they've they've been knocking on the door for a little bit. I'd like to see them make it. I don't think they're – I'm not saying that I think that they're going to make it, but I'd like to see them make it. For anyone who can't see because this is a podcast, I had the biggest eye roll I possibly could. I know. Not only eye roll, chair roll too. <laughs> he had the, the entire roll going. I'd like to see the Cowboys make it, but um, – that's, no, that's your pick. Yeah, that's, that's my it. pick. You don't, I'll go to, Cowboys. You, don't to, you don't have to redo your pick just because Tom gave you a massive eye roll. I don't think I would. You shouldn't. <laughs> uh, for me, I, I'm avoiding the Bills too, just because I hate betting on my own team. Um, I'm just going to pick the Chiefs. Like they're just always good, and Mahomes has just shown again and again that he's that dude. And people still want to go to Kansas City. Andy Reid's awesome. Oh no, they lost their offensive coordinator. That's totally not going to matter at all. Um, well, until, did they officially uh, lose him? Yeah, but Nagy, who was the offensive coordinator before he left for Chicago, is back. So basically, they just like rewind four years. Yeah, so it doesn't matter is what it, is what you're saying. So the Chiefs are on top of the hill. They have been. They've been the gold standard every year for the last four years at least. And until somebody knocks them off, I'm just I just bet them at this point. Screw it. Um, so conversely, of the teams we have up there, who do you think is most likely to fall off? Fall off? Yeah. I'm going to say the Cowboys. Yeah, you did, I knew you were going to say that. I'm going to say the Eagles because they made it to the Super Bowl. They're probably not going to make it back to the Super Bowl. So I think that's a bigger fall off than not <laughs> making it. Pat took that personally. Yes, I did. <laughs> You're going to take this more personally because my bet for that is the Buffalo Bills. I hate this. I've just became a season ticket holder. I love it. But Congratulations. Uh, thank you. It was, it was a long time coming, but that's a story for another time. Um, 
I don't like that I'm saying this, but I'm looking at the other teams, and I think they're all at better position than we are. We are in cap. The Bills are in cap hell. Uh, they got to sign some dudes, and the guys they have signed aren't very good. Get them. They aren't very good. Get them, so Tom. We don't, no, no. Get no, I get this is my piece. You hold right off, sir. <laughs> the point is, we have Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, who is a magical unicorn, and I love him, but nobody else can catch the ball. We got to draft a running back. James Cook should be okay, but like. I think James it's not great, well. and we got to re- we have to replace Poyer, who he's not going to stick around. There's no way they got to try and sign Edmonds or get rid of him. There's just so much going on that yeah, I know that they can make some move some money around and do stuff, but unless they're signing dudes like like a Robert Woods who just got released, so they can have somebody who can catch the football, that'd be great. Uh, right now, it just feels like with all the money that Josh is going to cost, that the Bills are most likely out of these teams, mind you, most likely to slip a little bit. So. Go ahead. So my rebuttal is... Come on, Homer. Before the DeMar Hamlin injury, the talk around all the NFL was the Bills are the deepest team, the Bills have the best roster, the Bills have the, have the best future, yada, yada, yada. DeMar Hamlin happens. The rest of the season, the Bills look like garbage. And everyone's like, well, the Bills stink. They're out. They suck. Let's get it. move on. And I will tell you that that incident affected that team way more than anyone wants to think. And... I do not take anything that happened after that game with any kind of credibility. I'm running it off to a super crazy event happened, and they responded like a normal person would, and it wasn't well. And I think next year you're going to see a team that is more focused. You're going to get year two of uh, the Ken Dorsey experience as an offensive coordinator. He's going to learn from this year. And I do think that while they're going to lose a couple pieces – People are still going to come to Buffalo because they want to play with Josh Allen. They want to play with Von Miller. They want to play with the team that's Super Bowl window is wide open, and you're still going to have those. Those you're going to get a guy like Bobby Wagner to come in on a cheap deal. That'd be great because they want to go win a championship. I hope so. I truly do. I, mean, I think all three of us do at this point. Like that <laughs> right. would be the best case scenario. And then the last, the last little question here uh, as we move along because we got about 15 minutes left. Um, so not counting the six teams, we we. Uh, just named here and talked about for a little bit. Out of all the other teams in the NFL, who is most likely to jump up into this echelon of, of teams here? I, I, I'll, I'll, instead of going with an actual team, I'll go with whoever gets Aaron Rodgers. I think so. I think so. I think he's a great asset to a team. If he gets the right offensive coordinator, he could bring any team to playoff caliber. Okay, that's fair. Tom, who do you got? So my, my first gut reaction is the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence takes the next step here. Uh, but I'm going to go a little bit. A little bit more off the cuff here, and I'm going to say the team that everyone has forgotten about is the Rams. They won the Super Bowl literally two years ago. They had a ton of injuries. Matt Stafford didn't play. And I know they have their own set of problems, but in an NFC that outside of probably the 49ers and the Eagles, I think is wide open. I think they definitely can jump right back in the Super Bowl mix. My favorite not top six pick here is assuming that they get one of these quarterbacks, which might even be your answer if they get Aaron Rodgers, is the New York Jets. Um, I hate saying that as well, based on what I just talked about. But the Jets are kind of building a great team that literally just doesn't have a quarterback. They have awesome receivers. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, they just had the defensive play- rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. The line's getting pretty good. Like, there's Brees Hall's awesome. Like, the Jets have it. They just need a little more time to gel and get a quarterback. And they're obviously going all in on a quarterback, whether it's Rodgers, Carr, or whoever. Like, I think that's the one that they're going to – I think they could make that jump up. So there's that for me. Um, 
All right. Well, I think that's about it for the NFL stuff because we got to move on. And I know Patrick really needs to talk about Tiger Woods and his fans. So <laughs> Tiger Woods returned to golf at the Genesis Invitational. And, uh, oh, gosh. And it's, it's still amazing that this long, whenever Tiger plays a game, People pay attention. They do. Even it's just including it, the people who don't like. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's going to go off in a minute here. But uh, Tiger played. He did all right. I mean, it doesn't matter if he does well or not. If he's in, if he's in contention for winning, the entire world is going to shut down and watch golf. So it's great for it's great for golf. So. The question I have here is, does he need to come back? And the answer is yes. Why not? He wants to play golf. He's having a good time. Patrick, you are shaking your head violently. No, he does not need to come back. You want to know why? He's shaking his body. You want to know why? Why? This right here is his entire sheet of awards that he has won out of all the records that he has set. Okay. What more do you want from him? What more do you need him to do? Why do you need him to keep going out there and, it's and, fun to and watch playing him play. golf? Who besides cares? that point. So That's besides, the point. Besides your point, what about him? Who's asking about him? You shouldn't go out there and play anymore. So you know who, who needs that is the PGA because I agree. People who, people who don't like golf. And their well, PGA is a fan of Tiger Woods, so but they, they go who, into that nutshell. Yeah, people who don't watch golf don't watch golf unless Tiger's playing on Sunday. I agree with that. So... I won't take anything away from Tiger and his abilities and stuff like that. I just think his fans are trash fans. <laughs> They're absolute trash, and if you're one of them, you're trash. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are, <laughs> my, hold my, on. Why are Tiger Woods fans trash? Like, you have to explain this. So, story. yeah, I won't throw a blanket statement out there yeah, without, please, without any backup. I mean, you, just, you just did. No, no, no. Whenever One of the things that I really dislike about the Tiger fans is the, the he's back mantra, the the – the motive that he's back, Tiger's back, Tiger's back. Did you know Tiger's back? Did you know Tiger's back? Because <laughs> that's all people talk about. But yet, the man finishes tied for 45th. The best round was 67. He's not back. He's just in. He's just there. He's just playing. So people, when he hits one drive down the middle of the fairway, dude, people erupt like they just watched uh Carter hit the game seven walk-off home run for the Blue Jays. They go absolutely nuts, and then the ball winds up in the rough. It happened on that tournament, too, in the Genesis tournament. Tiger gets up. I think it's the fourth or fifth hole. The announcer goes, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Tiger is back, and he fuck, he hits it, and it goes right into the rough. Okay, is he? Ba- that's not being back. This is my that's delusional G- fan base right there who who thinks that he needs to go out there and keep playing, and that's including the PGA after all of after all everything. The guy has won eighty two official PGA tournaments tour events, tied with Sam Snead, also eighty two, and nine ahead of Jack Nicholas. He has to pass. You Snead. don't. Yeah. Okay, I'll give him that. Once that's done, stop. <laughs> Stop. You don't, we don't need – it's like Brett Favre at this point. We don't need you in the – we need to grow. We need to find the next Tiger Woods Patrick, at this point. you realize that people spend their entire lives hoping to play golf for their entire life. They, they he, start he, at an early age. They play until they're retired. Course. Go play in your own golf course. You don't need to play against guys who are physically able to play every round. He was too. He played. Michael he well. Jordan on the Wizards. I agree. Well, that was something else too. I don't want to talk about it. That was because the, Mike probably had some gambling deaths to pay. The list of accolades this man has, he just doesn't need to go out there and keep playing. Do you know how many lawyer fees he still has to pay? Probably. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. So maybe, maybe he's got to swing got it a little bit. He went with Nike. Nike gave him the bag. They backed up the Brinks truck more than once for him. 
I just I just dislike his fan base. I think he's incredible for golf. I will always watch while he's playing. I hate each and every single person of his fan base. I actually I don't like him playing. I like when he plays because it makes it more interesting. Okay. But I don't I, like his fans. I'm, I'm really confused. Just let him go. He's, yeah. he's, Why? On, he's on one right now. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you confused Cause, about? Because you are someone who likes to watch him play, so I feel like you should. For, for the competition. Because he, he makes everybody else better. Okay. I, don't, I don't particularly like him. All right. I, I, I think I, I think I need to do a Tiger Woods handoff and hand you a tampon right now. Like <laughs> That's, that was actually one of my points. I actually, I actually love that. I love that he did that, and the fact that he got well, in trouble for it is just for people who terrible. don't know what exactly happened. So he was playing with Justin Thomas. Yes, and Justin Thomas steps up to the tee box and drills one right down the middle, and Tiger Woods steps up right behind him and blows it right past him. <laughs> and he walk as they're walking to their balls. Tiger Woods gives him like a dap up, like real close, yeah. like if uh, like a guy was trying to give his bookie money without his wife knowing. Yep. And it happened, and he looked down, and boom, it was a tampon. <laughs> and it Did was, he just it, start rolling? Yeah, the pictures caught it, and he just started laughing. It. it was it's tremendous. So I, the best thing is though. Like, did he have that? Just like he was like, you know what? I'm playing this prank had today. Hundred like, percent. Absolutely. <laughs> he must have had that. Spot. He's like, I am gonna. I'll drive him once and put that in his pocket. And the best part is that he doesn't care because you know what he knows is that every step he takes, literally, there's forty cameras going off. So he knows it's getting caught. Absolutely. And like, he, he doesn't. Do it. He doesn't care. The fact that like people are going after him for it too, like because oh, that's just the way society is today. Golf we have to be is, upset about everything. Golf is. That's terrible. not even golf. That's just how the world is today. It's just. It's fine. But. That's, that's what amazing. golf needs, amazing. though. Golf needs that right. stuff. They need Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. They that's don't need Tiger Woods. They need Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, <God>. Bring them <laughs> back. <laughs> I love it. Um, what else do we want to talk about? There's The XFL started up. Um, did you guys watch it at all? No. So you I don't. Here and there. Do you don't, yeah, I watched a little bit, but, I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, it definitely scratches the football itch. They're not terrible. There's some interesting, there's some interesting rules in it. Like, I love the 4th and 15 for the onside kick. Um, they do the three-point conversion from the 10-yard line, which I think is cool because they had, like I said, there was an amazing uh, comeback. The Brahmas were up, I want to say, on whichever team it was. They were um, up on the Battlehawks. The Battlehawks, that's the one, yes, because they have league legend A.J. McCarron at quarterback there. And they were up, what was it, 15-3 to three or 15-6? to six. Mm-hmm. So the Battlehawks scored. They got the three-point conversion to make it 15-12. to 12. And then they went, and so so they got the three point conversion, and then they did, then they completed the fourth and fifteen to keep the ball for the onside kick. Went down and threw a touchdown with like no time left to win the game. That'd be awesome. That's, that's amazing. It's great. It's it's way better than like the way the NFL works, where it's just like wind down the clock, blah blah blah. You know, yeah, it just yeah. makes it more exciting. But you can't do that because you you can't give Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, because Jackson. Because right. what I would do is I would go for it on fourth and fifteen every single time and say I'm gonna try to score thirty on you in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, that would go poorly for you because if you don't get it, then you, they have the ball at their 25. Like, why would you do that? You would just blow the games. I, I think play, I play lots of Madden. <laughs> do you, though? He likes to live dangerously. No, no I don't. <laughs> do you? Because <laughs> I also like to live dangerously. I would get, I would, the 4th and 15 is way cooler because you have a much better shot than you do with the onside kick, and I think it's interesting. And the NFL was already looking into that. And like I said, the onside kick is boring. It's just like, eh. I like the it. old onside kick when you were able to get someone running before the ball was kicked, so the guy caught it and got absolutely 
just blown up and the ball went somewhere and he gets well back in the old days they would just all lock arms and form a wedge and just yeah. blow everybody I up and the they were like, high school I, say, I remember i remember those practices the wedge is so, terrible. Just get absolutely so blown that up. is not the way to go shout sure. out to paxton lynch by the way the only uh quarterback to be set by the nfl the cfl the xfl the cfl or usfl yeah so all, all five of them all five he's the only quarterback ever to be set by a yeah, he's been benched all. in every league that's the only person good for him incredible good work that's, paxton <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Rock, yeah. though, made the most ridiculous speech before one of the games. Of course it is. He's on the, the field. You should be, to me, you should be making that speech to the players in the locker room. I mean, you you want eyes on it, so. Yeah. But to me, watching that was cheesy. I turned it. <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then I just waited till he was done. I went back to it. Like, I don't want to see that stuff. All right. And then uh, f- finishing up, one of the last things in sports here, there's going to be a fight this time around, Patrick. There you is, wanted to talk about it. This so weekend on Sunday is going to be Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. For people who don't know, Tommy Fury's brother is Tyson Fury, yes. uh, the heavyweight champion in boxing. Don't, he has to say, don't confuse him. <laughs> no, Paul's no, no. not fighting Tyson. He is not <laughs> fa- fighting Tyson Fury. He's fighting his brother, who is very good at boxing as well. Mm-hmm. Um boxing world is giving uh, Jake Paul a bit of a push. They say if he wins, the boxing commission is going to give him kind of uh, a Both. run to become professional. Yeah, he could be ranked and stuff, right? Because he's actually fighting someone who actually knows how to fight besides Nate Robinson, who won the dunk contest. <laughs> back. Way to pull that one. Like, also played for the Knicks. Shout out him. But I think it's, it's going to be an interesting fight because the guy is actually really good at fighting. That'll be really interesting for sure. Um, yeah, that's it. I think that's it for sports and stuff. So I think we need one more ad from my boy Patrick. <coughs> what do you got? What, what else are you trying to sell me? I have the 2023 Hit Parade Gaming RSE Anniversary Special Edition. Are you a true Pokemon fan looking for the perfect way to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the English release release of the Generation 3 Pokemon games? Well, look no further. We just got the thing to satisfy your Pokemon cravings. Introducing our gaming RSE Anniversary Special Edition featuring some of the most iconic and rare Generation 3 Pokemon cards that will transport you back to the glory days of your childhood. Inside each box, you will find one graded Pokemon TCG card featuring only Generation 3 Pokemon. But these aren't just any cards. These are some of the rarest and most sought-after cards in Pokemon World, including the Alto Marys, Latias, Japanese PSA 10, Team Magma's Agron PSA 10, and the Heart Gold Soul Silver Promo Latias PSA 10. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Order Gaming RSE Anniversary Special Edition today and relive the magic of Generation 3 Pokemon with these rare and coveted cards. Hurry, this offer won't last. You know, if... If ad reading Patrick was your normal persona, you would be so much further in life. Do you think so? <laughs> you're so confident and sure of yourself, and your hair is perfect. It actually changes like you're going yeah. Super Saiyan. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to get into final thoughts. Before we get into final thoughts, uh, i got to shout us out here. Uh, if you got a second, please go to your TikToks, go to your Instagrams or whatever, and follow us at Hit Parade Podcast. We're on, we're on TikTok and Instagram, and we're also on Twitter, at HP Collect. And you can follow uh, Hit Parade in general, on Hit Parade Collection on Instagram and TikTok. So see us doing some stupid stuff on TikTok and some of these terrible takes and, you know, whatever. Just comment, like it, you know, all the stuff that people ask you to do in this scenario. Uh, So final thoughts. Uh, Again, this can be anything you really want it to be. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, go first. Um, I was uh, pleasantly surprised with a new Netflix documentary coming out. Um, It is about 
quarterbacks in the NFL, and what happens is they are wearing a microphone and they have a camera on them every single game of the year, and you kind of get to go through the trial tribulations of um, a quarterback. And they do Patrick Mahomes. They're doing Kirk Cousins, you're a big fan of, Kirk yeah. Co-Chains, and Marcus Mariota, which was a puzzler to me. Um, no. I figured they would probably want to start season one off with a bang. But I, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see this because I watched uh, what, Drive uh, um, about the, the F1. F1. That was really cool. I think they're going to – obviously they're trying to do something along those lines. Uh, executive producer Peyton Manning. Ooh. So you know it's going to be a well-rounded show. Um, look for that coming up in the summer. Um, and I'm also excited to see Series 2 when they feature Josh Allen. I love that. All right, Thomas. It's on to you. So I'm going to stay with the football theme here, but uh, I'm going to go on the card side of things. Uh, I know it's a little early talk draft, but I am very excited for this year's draft. Four quarterbacks probably taken in the top 15, which will be very exciting. Um, But this one is uh, Panini, and I I know it's COVID-related and things have not got back to normal, but no releases before the draft. One of the really fun parts of this time of year was that they'd have their draft props coming out. So you'd have players in their college uniforms. You'd get autograph of these guys. And you could literally have these guys and see where they're getting drafted of guys you had. Um, made really cool products for it. You could buy products. And basically, if you're doing a team draft, you could literally get somebody and have to wait for them to get drafted. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But hopefully, Panini, um, everybody else, I know the Cup just actually came out, which is far too late. But Please try to get get back to some kind of normal normalcy uh, for release dates uh, because a lot of these things are very timely and these delays are kind of hurting the whole hobby here. All right, I can see I can see the headlines now. Tom from Hit Parade hates Panini. <laughs> Story at eleven. <laughs> Don't take that out of context, but you're going to take it out of context. Uh, and then for me to wrap it up, uh, one thing I want to touch touch about because we we're talking about you know other things to do when the NFL isn't happening, etc. Uh, I watched the Daytona 500. Uh, I've watched the Daytona 500 every year because it's kind of a thing me and my dad do. That's like awesome. my dad loved racing. He's a huge Dale Earnhardt fan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I know most of the people listening to this do not care about racing, but they do care about gambling. Gambling on the Daytona 500 is awesome. Because you, you, you don't have to put all your money on one guy. Because everybody has at least plus 1,000 odds. So if you just spread your money around on like five different drivers, you're paying attention to what they're doing. You're, you're focused on them. If there's a ma- massive crash, you're like seeing if your guy's in there. And it's crazy because like at the, near the end of the race, I had three racers in the top five with like three laps to go. And I'm like, ah, this is going to be awesome. I'm, I have a good chance of hitting, you know, like whatever. So now I told my dad about it because I was watching it with him. We're all focused, extra focused in on it. It's crazy. And then, of course, like as soon as – because they, they were going to green flag after a caution. As soon as that happened, my two guys who were, like, at one and two made a bad move and immediately got siphoned back mm. to, like, the top, you know, back of the ten. My guys didn't win. It's fine. Actually, that's not true. My guy, One of my other guys finished second, lost it at the last second. But it made it, for a sport that maybe a lot of people don't care about, et cetera, et cetera, the fact that you can, like, gamble on it and be all over the place with it mm. is actually really cool, and it makes it significantly more fun. Gambling, of course, makes everything more fun. But I had a blast with it, so maybe just, like, consider it an option to just, like, throw a couple dollars on some random-ass racer, and you might be able to win kind of big, too. Because, like, a $5 bet was getting you, like, 150 bucks. So awesome. it's kind of worth it yeah. if you hit. I would say I was a big racing fan, same thing with my dad. Yep. And then the last Daytona 500 I watched was when Dale Earnhardt passed away. Yeah, crazy. That was um, 2001. I remember crying when that happened. It was just like a shock. My dad was crying. I didn't see my dad cry. It was was such a shock to my system, and I honestly think that's the last one I like fully watched. Um, 
That's great. I always want to go to one. Always want to go to one. Have you ever been to any race? I've never been to any races. Races are awesome. Yeah. I've been to a few. I've been to the ones in Pocono and at Michigan for sure. And they're just like, oh, it's a constant party. Everybody's drinking, having a good time. Yeah. Like, have you been to the Lancaster one? The of Lancaster yeah. Raceway? 100%. Is that cool? My, yeah. yeah. My grandfather used to know one of the like big racers when I was younger. So we would go there. We'd go in the pits. So you'd be right next to the cars. You could awesome. see These things are crazy when you're close so, to them. They're so loud. So I, I went to Watkins Glen a few years ago. Yep. And we got there early. And uh, I just played dumb. And I walked right past where you had to be like some VIP area. Yep. And I walked right in and I was on the pits and I was walking mm. on the track and doing all these things. All this thing. I was there for like 45 minutes and then someone's like, hey, are you supposed to be here? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I walked in over there. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, you can't be back here. But I literally just walked around the pits for like 45 minutes before the race. It was great. That sounds like a great That's time. Amazing. So that does it for our final thoughts. Thanks again for everybody who might be repeat listening. We actually have, we had listeners after our first episode in. Belgium, uh, Ireland. Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Japan. I don't know how it happened. Love you. But Th- it's amazing. So, thanks, Jeff. So thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jeff Genovese doing, us, doing God's work out there for us <laughs> on, the other side of the, on the other side of the globe. Um, or for some people, disc. But either way, jokes aside, thanks again for listening. We're having fun doing it. Uh, please let us know what you like, what you don't like. Like I said, follow us on the various social media platforms and let us know how terrible we are. I can't wait to see what you guys have to say. Thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll catch you next week. Adios. See you.